miss me? Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. This is episode 91, and we're talking Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Hi, my name is Daniel Carroll, and I hope everybody is well. This week, I am joined by Mr. Chris Copleen from the Retro Hangover podcast, and we're talking some Castlevania. Yes, I do love my Castlevania. Well, I didn't when I was first growing up. I really didn't. It wasn't my cup of tea. But as I've kind of gotten older, the grey hairs have kind of come through that I'm starting to, you know, old father time is catching me up. And I've decided, you know what? Castlevania is more my jam now. You know, I don't know why it wasn't when I was a kid, but it was. I should say apologies. There was no show last week. And the problem was um, Hiccups got sick. And then a day later... The Queen got sick, she got gastro, and I was messaging um, one of our patrons, Raging Demon, and he was like, how is she? I said, oh, she's not well, so we've had fluorescent leukosade uh, vomit, which, if you can imagine, is not good. But yeah, she was in a really bad state. Like, it was at the stage where if you don't keep this, like, hydrolyte ice lolly thing down we're off to hospital look thankfully she did and she's made a full recovery she's fine and then when it came to about thursday i started going through the signs of caffeine withdrawal so i i'll let you in now i've been drinking way too many energy drinks and i just said no it's not good for your health so i knocked it all on the head like went completely cold turkey and yeah i didn't realize how much the impact when you don't have any really a lot of caffeine does to you and I was having horrific headaches I felt so lethargic I just couldn't be arsed doing anything it is insane how much your body you know craves it and I'm fine now like literally all I do now is just drink water I think I have a can of coke per day and that's all I limit myself to but I've literally just on water 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 and I feel a lot better now and now it's out the system but wow yeah so I was in we were in no state the family were in no state for me to be disappearing to do any recording that week. So, yeah, I decided, you know what, take the week off, don't pay body pressure on yourself, health's first. And it wasn't even mental health, it was just mostly physical health. We just need to look after ourselves. And everyone should always do that. If you ever need to, you look after yourself. Um, Sometimes things have to go on the back burner, and you just make sure that you are well. And oddly enough, considering we're doing Castlevania, uh, for those who don't know, if you are new to the show, I think it was about a year ago, I was actually admitted to hospital with pneumonia. It wasn't a fun time in my life. And I remember the Queen came in. She brought my PS Vita because that's where I played it because everything else got sick. Um, I didn't have the Castlevania collection. And I was playing on there in my hospital bed because our guest Chris said, why not let's play this? I was like, okay. And it was one of the two games I played. Honestly, both of them are Chris's games as well. I was playing them both while in my hospital bed while trying to rest and recover. So yes, I finished it this at hospital. It was great, and then it was on to the next one. So yes, we are here to talk about Castlevania, and if you want to just basically skip maybe thirty minutes or something, you can do. But I would like you to stay. We try and have some fun. We try and play some games. We try and keep this entertaining. 
Now, got to get the plugs in. We've got to do those. Wherever you listen to this, please give it a five-star review. It really helps. And give it a follow so you basically never miss another episode. Or you can go follow me on x.com forward slash RetroWarsUK and you basically get regular updates and I often regularly post on there daily. And if you can, upload and repost any updates I give about when a new episode comes out because it just helps me get out there and gets the show out there. If you want to financially support the show, you can do over on patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. It could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 64, and my top 10 broken video game weapons. At number 10. The Golden PPK in GoldenEye. Now... Oh, the PPK. Now, when, let's be honest, that's your first gun that you get, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's, you know, it's synonymous with James Bond. And at the final unlockable level, um, is it, no, it's Egyptian, you get the access to the golden gun, uh, which was seen in the film The Man with the Golden Gun. The thing is with the golden gun is it literally kill you in one shot, but it's a one bullet. And then you gotta reload. One bullet, you gotta reload. And it's a very, very slow acting gun. Hence, because it's just a one shot killer. And that was DLC episode 64 of my top 10 broken video game weapons. Next week, I have episode 65, not sure yet. I do have Sonic Superstars to play. I don't think I'll have that done in time. So wait and see, basically, what it's going to be. And to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers and where they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. Now, so far, we've only raised about $7, which I know is tiny, but I hope the more that patrons will come on board, we can make this really grow. We can get to the same. We can start donating games and consoles. If you do have any old games you want to di- donate directly to the charity, the link is in the description below, and I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Now, additionally, what else do you get for your money? You get access to our own Discord. You get the chance to message me one-on-one, take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll probably butcher your names. Right, plugs out the way. Let's get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much write in whatever you want if you're a Patreon member. First up, Captain N says, Danny, now that your crazy-ass backwards country is shifting to spring, do you have any plans to wear tiny speedos at the beach while you game on your Switch? Will you be posting pictures to boost that Patreon subscriber count? Um, oddly enough, no. And as you say that, like I'm currently, it's about quarter to six in the morning and it's absolutely chucking it down. Like the sun has just come up 
and it is absolutely chucking it down, to be fair. And uh, we've had a bit of hot weather, and now the rain's coming. And my dad's coming next week. I'm like, oh, I've looked. It's just thunderstorms, thunderstorms, thunderstorms. I'm like, oh, no. I was hoping for nice weather when he comes. Um, but to go to back to your question, Speedos. No, 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 no. I don't have the body. Nearly took out the microphone then. I don't have the body for Speedos. I wear big trunks. If I wore Speedos at the beach, I swear to God, I'm getting fined or I'm getting arrested. It's just, that's what's happening. There's no way they're letting me on the beach anywhere near with tiny little speedos. It'd be horrific. Would would women's heads turn? Yes, they would in horror. That's what would happen. They'd turn and go, fuck! And then they'd look back again. This just be, wouldn't be good. And will I be posting any pictures? Uh, no. Oddly enough, no. I'm hoping that people listen to this and maybe want to join in on Patreon rather than, I don't know, you know, seeing my little body in a tiny little speedo i don't think that's going to be what's getting people over to patreon like don't get me wrong i would like new patreons that'd be fantastic but me and a little teeny little speedo is not going to do it so no we just continue the way we are and hope people feel sorry for me there we go chris Coplin says chuck's smutty lord of the rings around a planet i got that in one so glad to see your praise satin channel in the discord exclusive to patreons thriving <sighs> Right, to give this a bit of context, I gave Captain N, and I'll never forgive him for this, he's getting a slap on a f whenever I meet this man in person, I gave Captain N the power, <laughs> the He-Man power, to basically, you know, develop the Discord a little bit, because he's got experience and I was very grateful for it. However, the bastard went round my back and added a praise Saturn channel in the Discord, where the Saturnians kind of sit there and they live and they write about shit, and it's the best fucking tab on the group it's i'm not even joking it's the most active tab in the chat is that fucking pray satin channel literally it's now become a satin refuge for all you fuckers it's ridiculous i just fucking hate it i literally get tagged in it every day i'm like i'm not i'm not playing your game it's chris who usually leads this i'm like i'm not playing it so going back to his comments we're about to wrap up the 1995 releases, and I have to ask what game appeals to you the most so far. Seems the crowd is excited for Mysteria, The Realms of Lore, aka Rig Lord Saga, and Blazing Heroes. N no! I don't give a shit. Stick it up your arse. Also, did you see the new homebrew Saturn survival horror game? No! Exciting times to see new games being released for a great console. Shove it up your arse. Since I know you're shit on it regardless. <laughs> yes, I did. I'll have to ask what favourite homebrew N64 game is, or what is your favourite homebrew 64? I'm sure that community just has a ton of exciting projects, especially compared to the Saturn. Um, to be honest, I've not actually seen anything, uh, but I, I kind of, because I'm constantly either like working or playing, you know, I've got my head in a Nintendo Switch or Vita, I don't really have a chance to see what other homebrew games are. Show me some, and I'll have a look at them. There's no arm, is there? Like, I'm always up for new games, and, you know, come on, the N64, what it was, has come on a long way now, in the sense of people can just replicate those graphics quite easily. So I'd be actually interested to see what I could originally play. But you know what, though? When I got to hold an N64 controller, oh, for the first time, when I was playing Diddy Kong Racing, I was like, Ugh! Ugh! Fuck! I used to like this! Ugh! 
This feels so weird in your hand. Oh, I used to love that controller. So I'll probably, I don't know, because it would horrify me playing anything with an N64 controller ever again. But yeah, I love how he just said, oh yeah, I know you're going to shit on this. Of course I do. Of course I do. Dave G says, hey Dan, with it being spooky season, what is your favorite horror game and horror movie? My favorite horror movie is Evil Dead, and the scariest game I've played is Peppa Pig. Horrifying, especially when she goes to the factory. Absolutely horrifying. Honestly, Daddy Pig doesn't come out alive. The evil people at the factory see how big he is and goes, he's ready for riping and eating. And Jesus Christ. Hey, Peppa. He's... <laughs> Daddy Pig, what happened? He's a hot dog now, Peppa. Eat your hot dog. Commit cannibalism, please, Pepper. Okay, mommy. And there's George going, dinosaurs in the background. Um, Favourite horror game? Um, Okay, I'm pr- there's a few here because I could say Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 is just incredible. Uh, it's a joint. Resident Evil 4 is definitely up there and Dead Space 2. I love both of those games. I'd say Dead Space 2 is more of a horror game. Let- let's be out there. Resident Evil 4 is less sp- scary isn't it and uh, but if we're just going for solely for horror because i don't know if you put resident Evil 4 in that category it's dead space 2 it built on everything dead space 1 had and i completely 100 dead space 2 i've done every challenge i fucking love that game it's so good like just the uh, oh god i you know dead space 3 bleh, but it's 2 mwah, mwah. i said dead space 1 will eventually get a, a go on the show it has to uh, and so will Dead Space 2. When Dead Space 2 will come on the show, probably not for a long time. Let's be honest. You know, it, we I, I've gone on a Castlevania binge recently. They're not all going to be out that this year. They can't. You've got to spread this shit out. Um, yeah, Dead Space 2. If we're just going solely horror games, I think I'd love to play more. Don't get me wrong. Um, scariest, best horror movie. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what? I'm probably gonna say <sighs> the top of my head. I'm gonna say Saw Two, just because I like I like the Saw films, and I remember going to see that at the cinema when I was at university. God, that that makes me old. And watching the first scene when the guy's trying to basically take the key out of his eyeball, the eyeball socket. It's like fucking hell, and that scene where um, Amanda gets thrown into the pit of needles. Uh, uh, I don't care. Like honestly, that must be one of the most painful things ever. Like, and she's oh no, just uh, and Mark Wahlberg's in it. No, Donnie Wahlberg. Danny Wahlberg's in it, not Mark Wahlberg. Danny Wahlberg, and I like a bit of Donnie Wahlberg. I do like that film. Don't get me wrong, I do like uh, Saw Two. There might be others. I'll probably come off and go shit. Into, oh, oh, fuck me. In, see, horror movie, Interview the Vampire. I like Interview the Vampire. That's, yeah, that's better than Saw 2. Shit, there we go. I knew that would happen. Interview the Vampire. I fucking love Interview the Vampire. Again, find me a bad Tom Cruise performance. He's just incredible. He's so good in that film. I watched that over and over again. He's so good. Brad Pitt's incredible. Kirsten Dunst's incredible. Antonio Banderas is incredible. Oh, what a film that is. Fucking Tom Cruise is so good. There we go. Hope that answers that. 
Raging Demon. Oh no, here we go. I own a pair of speedos that might and that have meat pies and sauce as their motive. Motive. Danny just is inspired to also buy speedos on Captain N suggested. No, it doesn't. Remember the important rule about speedos: if you cannot see water while you're wearing, they become undies. This is an important consideration. No, I don't care. So Raging Demon is an Australian. He lives on the um, western side in Perth. Uh, whereas I live on the eastern side in the Sydney region. No, I, you can. No, I'd actually live in the central coast. But no, I'm not wearing speedos. I know it's into your ethos, but as a Brit, I know I'm now dual. But as a Brit, we don't wear those sort of things because we literally offend everybody with our pasty skin. It's just and my big ass belly. It's just not happening. So don't try and get me in speedos. It's not happening, sunshine. It just won't. And that's the letter section. So yeah, that is the letter. That is basically how this works if you want to become a Patreon member. You ask me any sort of shit and I'll do my best to answer it. But let's move on to our new section, shall we? Which we call Patch 91.0 is our new section where I look at what's been going on in the gaming world and give you my thoughts on it. So quite a little few stories this week. First up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It's um it ain't gone down well. They've just released their single player campaign and it has been absolutely slammed as being one of the worst if not the worst single-player campaign for the Call of Duty series, which is a huge shock, considering how much money that company has. Yeah, ain't good. And let's put it like this. To put it in context, IGN gave it a four. A four. And they didn't say too much water. So that's bad. If IGN is giving you not a seven, you've got something wrong with you. So I, I haven't played a Call of Duty for a long time. They used to be good, but yeah, here, ooh, it, it ain't good. So maybe the multiplayer's better, maybe. You'd hope so, if you're spending all that money on it, but fuck. Again, I'm not a video game developer, so I can't really comment on these things, but it's not nice to see when you've got a shit campaign. No one wants to see that, do they? No one wants to see that. Okay, this is a Nintendo story because I'm always there. Nintendo is implementing restrictive new rules for fan tournaments. Now, Nintendo have been a bit shitty when it comes to fan tournaments, especially like things like Smash Brothers. They're just arseholes when it comes to it. But they've now defined these new guidelines as community tournaments. However, there are very strict rules if you want to do it. So these are the rules. So you can only have up to 200 participants or 300 if the tournament is online. Tournament organizers are not allowed to charge players more than $20 in participation for an event, and only the money raised can be used towards event costs and prizes. Spectator tickets can't go above more than 15 but they can be used towards raising money for event costs, not the prize money. There's also a cap on prize money for up to $5,000, um, with a total cap of $10,000 per organizer in a, in a 12-month post. So they're being, at least we've got guidelines now, I suppose. Again, 200 participants, you know, we're doing the maths for that, 
$20. So you're looking at $4,000, $4,000 or four to 6000 depending on if it's, you know, not online to online. And obviously, if you've got guests, people wanting to watch. If it means we can start having Smash Brothers tournaments and actual, you know, get out, make the community grow, I think that's a good thing. But then the, I think the problem then you have is that by putting a cap, of $10,000 per, you know, organizer in a 12-month period, you know, you could basically blow through that in either two two tournaments. And then some of these tournaments could be really good if you just let these organizers could be really good if you just let them roll. Maybe do one a month, one every three months. But the fact you put caps to an extent of prize money, people may go elsewhere. I don't know. Like, considering we don't, you know, the Smash Bros. tournaments that Nintendo have done, themselves haven't been well supported behind the scenes just because of how shitty Nintendo normally have been but at least if we're getting something I don't know people can come at me and go oh no this is what it could have been this is what it previously was under other jurisdictions other organizations so let me know whether I've you know I'm actually chatting shit on this one but I just I'm glad to see Nintendo at least are coming to the party a somewhat and they're not trying to profit from this because I know there's a lot of people who want to do Mario Kart tournaments. And it's Smash. It is all Smash. Come on, let's be honest. Pokemon do their own shit. But it is Smash. Because Pokemon tournaments go out throughout the whole year. And it is Smash. That is what the issue is. So I just, I'm I'm happy. But, you know, I'd like to see a bit more. Um, Sony moving to one of their, co- their competitors. Sony's defended their PS Plus price hike. Explains why it won't put games there day one. So a top PlayStation boss has spoken out to defend the recent PlayStation Plus price uh, increase and basically explains that why they don't bring out games similar like at launch like Microsoft does through Game Pass. So it was the vice president, Eric Lempel, and basically the premium tier went up by $40. That's US, but still that's a lot. And he came out and said, like practically everything else in the world, we have to look at our pricing and we have to adjust to marketing conditions. We want to make PlayStation Plus great. With our reboot last year and introducing the tier system, a lot of consumers have recognized a lot of value in PlayStation 5. The PS Plus Essential tier is going up $80 a year, with the extra rising to $135 a year. PlayStation Plus Premium will be $160 a year. Fuck. It's like two games. But again, what do you get for your money? I know that's going to be the common thing. And if you look at it, $160 is what? Like $12? No. $15? $15 a year? $15 a month? Yeah, $15 a month, I think, roughly. Yeah, look, it all depends on how much you play your games consoles, isn't it? Like, if you live on the PS5, then um, great. But you've not really explained why you don't do an Xbox thing, because um, that's what Xbox does. Xbox, because that's the thing. If your Xbox releases games on Game Pass, and that's their big, you know, niche thing, so there's got to be a big reason why you're doing that. But if you can basically make sure you're constantly uploading maybe other PS5 games that aren't fresh at launch, maybe if you've got your PS4 games, your PS3 games, you keep increasing that catalogue then it's going to make this worthy. Because eventually we are all going to this. We are all going to a subscription-based... I don't care what anyone says. Eventually we will go to a subscription-based for every console. And there won't be digital, physical... So there won't be physical copies anymore. It just won't. 
I, I look at my, I went to my local Big W and previously they used to have like, you know, huge DVD sections and Blu-ray sections. They're gone now. They're literally gone. It's like, wow, okay, there are no Blu-rays and DVDs anymore. They're just gone because people don't do them anymore. There's just no point with Disney Plus, Netflix, Stan, you name it, you know, Paramount Plus. They're, they're all being subscription-based, and that is how it's going to be with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. At some point, they will go down that way. They just will. Right, talking about a recent game review that came out, Alan Wake 2. So we've been waiting quite a while for this, and the reviews have come up, and critics have waited on it, so it's been 13 years in the making. Top marks, 9s, 9.5s, 10s across the board, nice to see. Although GameRank gave it a 2.5 out of 5, like 50%. Like, what the fuck? Wow. You guys um, you guys didn't like that, though, didn't you? Jesus Christ. What, what's up, your ass? But it's nice to see that this game has been getting good marks because I was looking at the series. Or I've been looking at this, you know, through shows and going, ooh, it looks pretty good. I've not played Alan Wake 1. Someone's got to tell me whether I need to play the first one before I go anywhere near this one. Uh, something I'm not going to be going near, uh, Metal Gear Solid Cologne is real, in case you want to smell like your tactical espionage action. So basically, it's going to be, Numskull has come out with this, and it's going to be limited to 1,000 units and exclusive to the UK and European markets. Why? I, again, I don't get it. I understand you want to cash in on these sort of things, but I don't think Snake's sitting there going, ooh, better put on my cologne. It'll make me smell nice when I'm taking on the bad guys at Foxhound. Like, yeah, like, fuck off. I, I, I just don't. I don't get it. It's a marketing ploy. You're not going to smell like Metal Gear Solid Snake. It's just, you're not going to sound like Solid. I, as if I put mine on and my wife looks at me and just suddenly goes, ooh, Solid Snake. I just don't think. She might think I'm a snake, a snake, but that'll be about it. That's about as far as I'm getting putting that cologne on. Do you imagine if I bought one of these? I'd have to have it imported and then put it. How much was that? $6,000. Fucking no, stupid. Ridiculous. Talk about things that aren't ridiculous. Spider-Man 2 has broken sales records with 2.5 million copies sold in 24 hours. It became the fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game in PlayStation history. That's mental. Well done. Well fucking done. I'd, I'd love to see what those numbers are now. Have I bought Spider-Man 2 yet? No. That was quite funny, actually, because I was reading that to the missus, and the queen was like, oh, I'm sure one of you, one of, uh, you're one of them as well. I was like... No, it wasn't actually. So, oh, really? I said, yeah, because I've still got to play the original Spider-Man, and then I've got to play Miles Morales. So I'm way off. They're in the backlog. Come on now. We've got to get through that before we get to Spider-Man 2. So I'm trying to keep my head away from spoilers. I hopefully am away from spoilers now because I didn't find out a lot of the shit with Spider-Man 1. I've not found out a lot of the shit with the Miles Morales game. So hopefully I should be okay. But I'm glad to see it's been getting really positive reviews. I think I think IGN gave it a 7 standard. Um, but I think the story is meant to be really, really good. And I do like a good Spider-Man story. So I'm very excited to get my hands on this and hopefully not have it spoiled to me. Don't spoil it on the Patreons, please. Uh, I'll be very, very upset, but I am looking forward to getting my hands on. And talking about Spider-Man 2, the last bit of news we're going to talk about is that there's been rumours a Venom spin-off game is going to come off from that. And basically, the um, senior director, John Paquette, 
Uh, he kind of danced around it. He wasn't going to give a full answer. He said, we focused on Spider-Man 2, and what we're going to do is wait and see how the fans react. We're going to listen to the fans, and we're going to ask ourselves, okay, what do the fans really want? Well, I can tell you now what the fans really want. The fans really want a just a game focused on the Scarlet Spider, and I'll be very happy. And I, I, Look, I know you can dress as him. I'm very happy I can dress as him. Literally, all I want is to be Scarlet Spider and just play the game of Scarlet Spider and I'm done. So when I was going through all the, the new costumes, I was like, please, please, please. Yes, it's in there. It's fantastic. Oh, the Scarlet Spider's in there. And as I've recently just watched Into the Spy or the new Spider-Verse um, film, it took me a while to get to see it. Oh, I was so happy that Scarlet Spider's in there. It's like, oh, God. Like, I'm hoping he's going to be in the next one as well. Um, but he was in this. He looks cool. He's a bit mopey. But I get why he's mopey because he's Andy Samberg. And Spider Punk was pretty cool as well. I like Spider Punk. I've never seen Spider Punk like you know in a, in a comic, but to see him and know he's so British and so Cockney, I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. And um, I'll probably watch it again with the little one because she'll want to watch it because she's going for a Spider Man phase. Oh my god, it's so good, so good. She's into a Spider Man phase at the moment. All right, okay, that is everything to do with the news at the moment. Let's go into our free section, which you can all play, and we call this "Stick It Up Your Jinjo." Okay, Stick It Up Your Ginger is our free section where pretty much everyone can have a go at this and I want to hear about what your gaming frustrations are and gaming successes are. Gur Kelly says, Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption 2. Need I say any more, angry face? Um, yes, you do. What do you mean? I, I, I take it angry face, you're not happy with it. But people, you need to give me some context. You need to give me more. Because I don't know what you're doing and if you're, what are you angry about. Is it that you had to hogtie that woman and throw her on the train? Which was hilarious. Uh, the amount of stuff that people got to do. Someone put it on, you know, through the, the crocodiles. That's funny. I, I'd love to see what you're so angry about, Ger Kelly. You've got to tell me these things. Simon Prescott Howe says, idiotic social media posts from the challenged angry face and getting a Neo Geo Mini. Okay, yeah, I can understand idiotic social media posts. We see it every day on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, of people you just go, fucking hell. Stop stealing our oxygen. Like, the plants will do a better job with it than you do. Um, and getting a Neo Geo Mini, well done. I've never seen one in the wild. I'm sure some of our listeners have one. I've never seen one. So, I ooh, send me a picture, Simon. Send me a picture. Andre Such Garcia. The Mary Boss in Vampire and the goddamn tracking attacks. Okay, I've not played Vampire. I, I've not played that at all. Um, but goddamn tracking attacks are annoying. All I can say is you've got to learn how to dodge. If you learn how to dodge, you'll be absolutely fine. If you don't know what dodge is off, you need to go on Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Um, so I hope you've been able to now finish that boss, Andre. I hope you're able to get there and on to the next one, which is going to kick your ass. Steve Asher Jr. says not having time to game. Yep, that's a common complaint we hear. It's shit, isn't it? Because when we become adults, we have responsibilities such as work. We've got to look after our health. 
because you don't want to just be all flabby. We need to get strong. And I need to get, like, I'm trying to get fit again for the next football season. And I'm starting to do hill sprints, but it's the weightlifting I need to do as well because I want to get, ugh, I want to get hench. I want to be like Spider-Man or be hench. No, I just need to lose a bit of weight. So yes, not having time to gain is shit. That's why I recommend playing handheld and then going to the toilet because that can be your gaming time. Smart move. And you get paid while you do it. Dil I'm going to fuck this up. Um, Delane Chan Zuzen wanting to start CFSARS but getting my but my gaming buddy wants to rest his PS5. What do you mean rest his PS5? Is that a fucking baby? It, do you mean rest his PS5? Does he want a blanket for it? It's a gaming console. Delane, have a word. Have a word. Re rest? Who's ever said that? Oh, my, my, my PS5 just just needs a rest. It's just a bit... Oh, it's done a bit too much today. My baby needs a rest. I don't want to burn him out. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, it just, it just needs a bit of a five-minute cool down. It'll be fine. Go play Sea of Stars. Great game. I'm playing it on the Switch. Go play that and enjoy it. Bloody hell. Alright, that is it for Up Your Jinjo. Let's move on to our final Patreon section, which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen! So Survive or Die is a Patreon game where each week we either get two characters, games, mechanics, franchises, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is wearing his earthworm gym suit armed with Mr. Shower Khan Hammer. And we basically ask the question, which one of them should have their brains smashed and which one of them should live to fight another day? Now, seeing as we are talking about Castlevania, I decided to bring out some of the Belmonts and then basically ask which one of them should live or which one of them should die. Should it be Trevor Belmont from Castlevania 3 or should it be Richter Belmont through Castlevania Rondo of Blood? Let's see what you guys have said. I said I've got my own opinions, but I am open to listening to them. Captain N says... Oh, how the Belmonts are just a collective family of arseholes. Sure, Dracula's a bad dude, but why is it always a Belmont who breaks and enters into Dracula's castle? Seems a little bit criminally to me, but Danny, you've got me off topic. Once again, I'm unfamiliar with the lore of these two, so I'm going to make some assumptions. Trevor is most likely gay and ostracized by his family because they seem like the intolerable bunch. Richter is all man. He is actually in love with Dracula and wants to stab him with his wooden stake. I thought better of you, Captain N. Anyways, enough prattling. Richter dies. He's just so uninspiring or something else that sounds like a good excuse. <laughs> I love how he's got this image of Trevor. He's just being ostracized. He's like this flamboyant, hey! <laughs> but then you say Richter wants to stab Dracula with a wooden stake. <laughs> uh, who's getting ostracized by their family now? Chris Coplin says, Trevor survives, mostly because his Japanese name is Ralph. If your name is Ralph, you know you can put up with shit and party. But let's talk about Richter. As much as he's awesome in Dracula X and Rondo, he somehow was a bit of a bitch to get mind controlled in Symphony of the Night and had to get saved by Ralph's bitch Alucard. Alucard is amazing, but in Dracula 3, he was certainly Ralph's bitch. But that's fine, because Ralph is awesome. 
but you can't survive if you have to get saved by your ancestors, bitch, especially if you're fighting for survival against them. Yes, I understand what he means by that, so if you don't know, if you've played Rondo of Blood or Dracula X, he wins the day, woohoo, but then he gets his mind taken over, and he has to have it saved by um, Alucard in Symphony of the Night, as I've recently just finished, as will be recorded, I think, next week. So yeah, I, I can understand that. I never knew that Trevor was called Ralph. I think I prefer Trevor to Ralph, Ralph Bell. No, I'm definitely with Trevor, but I can understand... <laughs> Getting saved by your ancestors, bitch. That's just mad. The concept of that's just mind-blowing. Dave McGee says, you, you've got yourself in a bit of a pickle here, my friend. Trevor is going to die, which means now Richter will never be born. Ha 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 Oh, don't start giving me this shit. We're not playing that. The fucking... Maybe it's a multiverse. I don't know. Fucking when they start adding science. Don't add science to this. This isn't a scientific argument. Come on. I've got Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan doing this in a bloody earthworm gym suit. There's nothing serious about this. Raging Demon says, Trevor Belmont survives, I guess. Which one is on the moon? N None is on the moon. What are you on about? Oh, my God. Yeah, I suppose when you don't know the law, you, you won't have a clue with some of these things. I am going to go with Trevor surviving and Richter dying. I know Richter's meant to be the, the best Belmont, but I watched him in the recent anime and he was a bitch. Whereas Trevor, Trevor's my guy. He can still be bladdered and hungover, yet still be a kick-ass fighter. So I'm 100% with Trevor. Maybe that might change with a bit more character progression with Richter going forward. But at the moment, I love Trevor. He's so cool. So he's surviving and Richter's getting his brain smashed in. So it means he probably won't be appearing in season two, will it? All right. I've been going on long enough. What have I been up to? Uh, well, my management stint is now over. So it's now back to the normal job. Um, and just basically getting myself set back up into a normal routine. What have I been playing, however? Well, quite a few things. I managed to go through quite a few Castlevania games. I finished Bloodlines, Symphony of the Night... I also did Rondo of Blood. I did Dracula Chronicles X, which is the 2.5 remake of that. I finished Shining Force. Fuck me, I finished Shining Force on the Sega Mega Drive Genesis. I'm now going back to Earthbound Beginnings. I'm playing it. Let's just leave it like that, okay? I'm playing it. And I swear to God... If you don't, oh, Mr. CPC, you better finish it, because I'm doing it. I'm going to finish it. It will be done. Uh, and also, I suppose I'm getting prepped for episode 100, because that's coming. Episode 100 is coming in nine weeks, and we have a good guest secured. We have a good guest secured for episode 99, episode 100, so I'm very much looking forward to that. All right, I said I'd be going along enough. I, um, I like to give you guys a chance to give your thoughts on our game. And as we're talking Aria of Sorrow, Captain N says, This is a Castlevania game where the Belmonts beat up anemic men, but for some reason never really kill them in order to keep the family business alive, and I couldn't agree more. Anemic men. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's wrong with Dracula. He just needs some vitamin D in his life. Like, if he lived here in Australia, he'd be fine. But he lives in Romania, where they probably don't get any sunshine. So yeah, that's what's wrong with him. Poor guy. Chris Copleen says, Captain N makes a great point. Wait, wait, I'm on this one. Well, whatever I say here is great and you should believe it. Get your head out your ass. You do a good job on the episode. Just get your head out your ass, sunshine. Come on, come on. 
ridiculous. All right, we have gone on long enough. It is time to get into the main episode. So I'm going to play some music. And when I come back, me and Mr. Chris Copling from the Retro Hangover podcast are going to be talking Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, which came out for the Game Boy Advance in Europe on May the 9th, 2003. Fucking 20 years ago. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to the show is our ever-consistent friend, Mr. Chris Copleen from the Retro Hangover Podcast. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, Danny. It's a it's a pleasure being on your show. And before we get into it, I have to issue an apology to your listeners. Oh, go on. Because all this time I've been feeding them misinformation about something very near and dear to me. I, I'm sorry to say this, but this entire time on your podcast, I've been saying echidnas have had five penises when they really have four. So oh. I, I just wanted to clear the record. I'm sorry. And and of course you have to now mention that. Of course you have to slip in the penis joke didn't you? straight away. Fair that enough. That way now I don't have to deal with it anymore. So. Oh, okay. You just have to just, you know, it, it's done now. It's like, I was thinking, how the hell is he going to mention an echidna penis in a Castlevania podcast? Oh, there we go. He just gets his facts correct. Have you seen some of those monster animations? They could be construed for monster penises. You never know. Oh, for- Look, to be fair, the amount of anime I've seen with octopus things and tentacles, you could probably say that could be based on the kidney's willy. So we could probably have that one. Of course. You can never be too careful. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Now, we're talking Aria of Sorrow. Now, I played this back when I was in hospital. So when I had pneumonia. I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do but dying, so what should I do? And the wife had dropped off the the (coughs) PS Vita, so I managed to crack through this and Metroid Fusion. And you were like, well, I'll take both of those and making your backlog ridiculous. So I managed to do it, and you've recently just done it for yourself, haven't you? That's Yeah, that's correct. I just uh, got through Aria of Sorrow again. I played it a long time ago, though. And I think, because I haven't played, I haven't played that many Castlevania games. Mm-hmm. I really hadn't. It was more of a, I still, I don't know why I didn't really play them, but do you know what? I had a great time playing this. Oh yeah, it's probably, a lot of people consider it to be the best Egovania, you know, or uh, Metroidvania out of the Castlevania series. I, oh, I don't know if I would agree, I'm, but I'm leaning towards it, because it's just the way it comes together. It's just a really nice game. It's just fun. It's not as long as it could have been, right? Like other game, other other games you can say are longer, but I had a really good. I remember this is on the GBA, so I had a really good time playing this. And you know, obviously, there's going to be comparisons to Symphony of the Night. I've not played Symphony of the Night. It's not there really? yet. I think I need a real sit down with that one. But there's hmm. always going to be those comparisons, aren't there? Yeah, there's, there's a version for it on the Saturn. Oh no, 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 no! You you had to bring that up, didn't you? No, no, no. We don't talk about that terrible console. I will play the PlayStation version. Thank you very yeah. much. Not the terrible extra version. Content, and you could play extra characters from the beginning. It's really good. Well, except it's. Oh, not. is it? No, it's not good. It's crap. 
It's Good. because it's slowed down. The loading times are off, and yeah, don't play the Saturn version. I was just, you know, I just want to mention the Saturn in your episode because it's it's obligatory. It's obligatory to try and piss me off with a Sega Saturn. Oh, oh damn right, God's man. Sake. Have to. Damn, yeah, knobhead. Now, this shut up. This has a plot of some sort, and yes. I was kind of. Uh, this is this is fantastic. So it's what you, it's like set in the distant future, and basically you've got the castle only appears to Dracula's castles appears when there's a solar eclipse. It's mm-hmm. like what the fuck? It's not even in the distant future. I thought it was like in 2030 or something like that, because in 1999 they killed Dracula, and then the person who kills Dracula is in this game. Is and that is, is that Jay? Yeah. Right. So he because I was uh, yeah because I haven't played what 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 Castlevania was that in nineteen ninety nine? Oh, they didn't make that. It's just uh, like, events that happened in the past that they didn't make a game of for. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Okay. So so basically, Jay Belmont or Julius Belmont managed to basically put the castle behind a solar eclipse. <laughs> yes. I know you want to have plot devices, but that is the biggest form of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and the other weird thing is the entire time, you know, Castlevania, the, the Dracula's castle shows up in Transylvania, like where Dracula lives. And now it's just like, oh, now all of a sudden it just happens to be at this one shrine in Japan, because why not? It's... Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's here. It's just... <laughs> Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, fair enough. Like, where is it sitting most of the time? I guess like, in the it's moon. Just, the moon. <laughs> it's in the moon. I'm sure NASA would have to have a word with that. So, um, Mr. President, there's, there's a huge castle on the moon. Why do you think we haven't gone back? Ah. We ran That's into a... Dracula. Ran into Dracula. Well, that confused me as well because Soma Cruz is your main character, and right, yeah. he's not a Belmont, which is quite refreshing actually. But does by the end? By the way, I should say there's going to be spoilers in this one. We have to because it's just one of those things. Does he become Dracula? He, he is Dracula, or he gains Dracula? I don't. I get confused by this. I I I, I think it's pretty clear. I just couldn't be bothered because there's he could be Dracula. He could be- become Dracula, and he does become Dracula. But is he naturally Dracula? I I don't know. I don't know if he's Dracula incarnate because you fight this other dude called Graham, and Graham thinks he's Dracula, and he turns into a giant Dracula monster thing uh, at at one point in the game that you have to defeat. So maybe he's supposed to be Dracula, but you kind of ruin his plans because you're the real powerful one. I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean Soma does become Dracula. So he eventually becomes like the where the reincarnation or something because, yeah, it. I was just like I was so confused. Like I'm, he's like I'm drawn to this, and yeah. I, whilst I like Soma Cruz's design, I think he's a bit of an idiot. I, <laughs> he's, I didn't. He's a, he's a moron. Why did Why do you say that? Well, because he just kind of just wanders into this castle. Like, yeah. I'm like, why the hell are you even going? Why is anybody just happening to go in there and not call the fucking army? We'll just all just, just rock up there. It's fine. Well, they know they're Bullshit. trapped. That's not that's not what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is that they got to this castle, right? And they get warped up there. He doesn't know what's going on. His his girlfriend goes with him, I think. I forgot her name. It's not Yoko. Yoko is someone else. Uh, but... Mina. Mina. 
and he's just like, oh, I don't know how the how he got to this castle. I'm going to go inside it, which is, I guess, fairly reasonable. And then zombies and monsters and stuff come out, and he's just like, yeah, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong here. I'm just going to kill these zombies. So here's this regular teenager. I think he has to be like 17, 18, 19 years old. I have no idea how old he is. But hmm. he's just, oh, here's this just random zombie, and bats are attacking you. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know if I've ever really had any sword experience before, but now I can just kill stuff. And he's not yeah. freaking out about it at all. No, there's no panic. There's no, oh, my fucking God. Like, yeah. like most people, like if I saw a real a real zombie, right? Okay, yeah. we all act tough, but I'm not gonna lie, I would piss myself. There'd be urine on the floor if I saw a real zombie, especially if they're all coming out of the ground. And then yeah, the that mermen, would be even worse. So like, let's okay, put the zombies aside. the The next enemies you see are bats. Okay, bats. That's understandable. Uh, but then you see mermen. And I, I imagine if I saw a real merman, I think at that point I'd, I'd, you know, just get the fuck out. I would not want to go back into that castle. There'd be no yeah, point. What, what makes you think, oh, I should just continue on my adventure. It's only going to get better. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the world of 2030, whatever that they're in, has zombies running all over it. And that's why he's not too disturbed by the fact that the living dead are trying to grab his nuts. Yeah, just tr- just trying to kill him. And I always thought it was quite funny because you left your missus outside. And she's fine for the rest of the whole game. Nothing yeah. ever happens. You know, no one ever tries to attack her. Does not does does Dracula's horde not think? Well, hang on, she's just outside. Let's just get her. Yeah, I guess you're just trying to look for a way out. And I don't understand. Again, I maybe I missed it. Uh, just glossed over. I think uh, Ericado, Ericado. He's uh, Aricado. he's the one who's trying to in uh, you know, instigate all this crap. So I blame him. Well. To be fair, now again, huge, huge spoiler. He's Alucard. Oh, Aricado is Alucard. I never would have guessed. Yeah, he's uh, he's <laughs> Alucard. So he's Dracula's son. And I'm like, I kind of feel like you do it. You do this shit. Why am I doing this shit? That wasn't explained either through the entirety of the plot. I mean, the plot's just kind of goofy. I I do think it's a refreshing take on the Castlevania formula. But yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. Alucard has defeated Dracula in the past, so why isn't his ass taking care of it? And Julius exactly. is there too, and he's powerful as well. So what the fuck is going on? Yeah, why are you just sending again this small kid who doesn't know what the fuck's going on? Probably more concerned about his hairstyle. So oh, fuck, send him in. He's fine. Yeah, well, that just less for them to do, I guess, and they think they can seal it permanently or something. Which, you know, as as this game has a sequel, I guess that didn't work out too well. No, no, yeah, things obviously went bad. Shit to worse. I, I, we rip the, I rip the plot, but essentially, it's again, it's just a, it's just a device to get us from A to B, and it's not yeah. there to be taken. If you take a Castlevania plot seriously, there's something wrong with you. There really yeah. is. Seriously, it's not is. about that. Well, unless but, you're Lords of Shadow, but that game is. Meh. Never played that one. Uh, it's okay. You don't have to. Is that like when they, I know they re- tried to do like a remake of the timeline? Was that that one? Yeah, that was that one for the 360 and PS3. Yeah, again, not even I know of it because I, I do like the I like the lore of Castlevania, but I just never played them, which is ridiculous. Like, bear in mind the Castlevania anime is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yes, I really like it. A lot of people don't; they think it's kind of cringy and edge lordy, but I, I like cringy and edge lordy. It's anyone. Oh fuck me! The last fight in Castlevania anime is one of the best anime fights I've ever seen. 
awesome. No, it's really good. It has bloody tears in the background. Oh, oh bloody! I have that on my running track. That's my. Yes. That's why I go running to. It's just so freaking good. God, make I can't wait till the next series, Castlevania. Watch okay. the anime. Ever. I will be doing a review of that at some point. I have to. Now, the, the whole thing of this game, which is very different, is that you being not a Belmont, you're not restricted to just a whip. You can use a whole array of items. Mm-hmm. I thought, ooh, that's actually pretty good. I like that. Yeah, being able to use swords, uh, being able to use uh, kind of like, I don't know, gloves or fists or whatever, upgrades, knives, daggers, uh, all sorts of different weapons, just like in Symphony of the Night. So everything's there like it was there. I don't know. I can't remember if Harmony of Distance also had the same thing. I think it does. But even Circle of the Moon was just whips and you upgraded it using cards. But yeah, this is this is a straight Symphony of the Night kind of style of experience where you have equipment, you have all different weapons, and they all have their unique advantages and disadvantages. I love them because, like, yeah, exactly, yeah, they've got all advantages and disadvantages because there's you know, sword, spears, there's a gun, which I always think, why do people not go armed with guns with these things? Wait, um, there's a gun? I missed the gun. There's a gun. There is oh. a gun, but it's crap. Oh, but people have done runs. I was doing Googling after. People do runs with just a gun. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just go around. Fuck off. Die, zombie. I'd, be, I'd absolutely love that. But what I loved about um, like the swords and the spears is that they handled all completely differently. And some swords would handle differently. Like It could be just their power. It could be their reach. But then it could be like their arch. Like So, for example, a sword can go from like up down, whereas a spear would just go across. I was like, yeah. holy shit, I like that idea. Yeah, what I found is that those swords that have those arcs in front of you, yeah. that, like the best sword, it's it's some, I don't know, Gaelic, Welsh, whatever, you'd probably know. It's like called Climb Solus or something like that. That's like the best sword in the game, unquestionably. But even swords like that, that have this kind of loop in, in front of you, they they are so much better than everything else because you can attack above you and below you. Yeah. And typically, they're pretty powerful. Yeah, and that makes the difference. I liked, I had either a sword or a spear that would go into things. I think spear, just because of the reach, was ridiculous for some of the spears, and it took up yeah. half the screen, which is hilarious. Oh, did and you get a sword called the Whip Sword? No, I didn't get that one. Oh, it has amazing reach. It's like uh, Ivy from Soul Calibur. It's like one of her weapons. That's ridiculous. Someone's like copied it. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, it's an early weapon, so it doesn't work well until the end game. But it's a really cool weapon. I think most the best one of the best swords. I went to go see Hammer the Soldier, which is he's it's basically an unmuscular version of Napper, and Mm. he had like this amazing sword. I was like, okay, I'll buy that. Ah, I'm done for the majority of the game. Yeah, yeah, Hammer Shop. It's it's kind of cheap, man, because you're going to have the money to buy the best equipment when you go there. Plus, you can sell all your items. So yeah. yeah, just get all the best stuff, and like you said, you buy those things, you're pretty much set for a large chunk. Yeah, hammers. I, but then it makes me think: How the fuck did you get hold of this hammer? How have you got hold of the, all this shit? <laughs> he's in the army, didn't he tell you? I mean, that's why. <laughs> he, but he even says he's a lazy shit. He said, "I can't be asked. I, I just don't want to be here." Which I I appreciate that honesty. I right. do, but I'm like, how have you got hold of all these ama- amazing items? Just there's good, there's some questions here. Like maybe How's there's a hammer shipments? version. Yeah, I'd play that. Actually, I'd play a Castlevania with just hammer. <laughs> I would too, because you got to wonder where he's getting these weapons from. 
Yeah, he's obviously going to like his own adventure. So maybe he's he's like cleared out the castle earlier, and he's like, right, that'll do. We'll keep we'll keep all these. That was great. Yeah, and that's another thing I've always wondered about these Castlevania games. It's kind of explained in Symphony of the Night because Maria can fight and Richter can fight, but you never see Yoko Belnades ever do anything. <laughs> but she's following no. you around. You like, never see Graham Jones do anything for the majority of the game. No, he just walks around with like his hands the, in his pockets. Yeah, so I can't. Yeah, I, I agree. So basically, you're out fighting the living dead. What are they doing? How are they surviving this shit? Are they just kind of just like, or are they just basically following our empty corridors that we've cleared and go, oh, this is a lovely castle. Look at the lovely artwork and the decor. <laughs> Not one enemy they've got to fight because they're all just gone. Yeah, because you killed all of them, but they always come back. So you never kill all these enemies, so they have to be encountering them. Or they're just, there's like in stealth mode. For them, it's Metal Gear Solid. They're just running around and evading enemies and shit. <laughs> permanent stealth mode. Absolute permanent stealth mode. Do you know what you mentioned those characters, that Yoko? Like, so her role, she's basically sent by the church. And then later on, so Graham Jones is the big bad. He's like, oh, I'll help you. But then it turns out he's the bad guy. You know, shock horror. And then kind of, at some point, yeah. he's like, I'll just stab Yoko. That'll do. And then doesn't kill her just gives her a quick stab and then just like and then she's done for the plot i was like what was the point of you right and does just ignores you like he doesn't yeah why does he not fight you i he (laughs) i don't get that either yeah i always think with these things just kill me just just end it now get a go and shoot me there we go problem solved and then alucard all he's doing is telling you yeah you need to do this well why aren't you killing graham like, yeah. he, he's getting in your way. Why don't you tell Julius to leave me the fuck alone, too? Like, you could probably... He's probably your buddy. <laughs> yeah, you probably okay. know him. I know he's got amnesia and he's called Jay. But it's like, yeah. just sort him out. Like, I understand him because he's a, he's a Belmont. So he, he has the, the... What would you say? Like, the body reflexes. Yeah. Uh, it's all it's all ingrained. But, oh, jeez. Again, I'm, I'm making the plot. I start... Oh, God, I'm terrible. But, look, you... The one thing I thought was really cool in this game um, was the Souls trait this thing had. Oh, it's it's really good. And if you haven't played any of the old GBA, uh, Metroidvania, Zegavanias, whatever you want to call them, like if you've played Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, it's it's very similar to that. I've not played that. Really? No? Okay, yeah. I mean, Bloodstained is essentially this game. Right, okay. Okay, so that's basically what it is. Because it's... I, I love the idea of that basically every... You can adopt, adapt um, enemies' well, abilities. And I thought that's a really cool way because the gameplay can change so much. You know, alongside the fact that the swords can change as well. Uh, the, or the equipment. It's like, this is really cool because you can have a different playthrough every single time. Yeah, and I, I really love it. I love playing with the abilities. The, the only downfall, and this is a nitpick, is just that you're going to find the abilities that you like, and you're probably going to stick with those just because it makes the game easier. Or uh, you can play to your play style. You know, whatever whatever shot you want to take there. But again, that's also a strength because there's many different abilities that you can play with and toy with, and finding that one that just suits your play style once you find it, it's so satisfying. Yeah, uh, I... You know, I literally got one really early on, and mm. then I stuck with it the whole game, and it was the Valkyrie. And oh yes, is that so, the big sword that comes? Yeah, up? the big sword. The bit yeah. I was like, 
And apparently from the sounds of it, that's one of the best ones in the game. I just got lucky and got it. And I was like, eh, okay, I'll stick so, with that because it's freaking awesome. So my most recent playthrough, I had a, uh, I didn't get Valkyrie. I didn't get that soul. And I, that, that's a criticism of the soul system is some of these souls are way too rare, especially ones that you need in order to get some items, uh, which we can talk about probably in a minute. But I didn't get Valkyrie at all. But what I did have, my loadout, for the majority of the game, I was using uh, uh, the Lightning Doll, because that did a yeah. ton of damage. But then I got one that was, uh, I think it was not Undine, it was uh, Dryad. And what you do with a Dryad is you, you throw this like uh, flower at an enemy, and it would plant itself in there. And it would do damage to the enemy and give you eight hit points every single time it did damage. That's pretty cool. I loved it. But like, that is the, a pretty cool, Billy. What was your other loadout? What did you use for the other two slots? I think I just powered up. I think I just had one that just powered me up. It's one, like, one that just boosts my strength. And I can't remember too much about what the other ones I had. Um, yeah. I was literally going back trying to like, what was the other ones I had? Actually, I can tell you now what I ever had was the walk on water, don't walk on water one, because that was pissing me off the whole time. Yeah, because you have to keep swapping them. I wish the UI system would allow you to... I understand there's only so many buttons, right? But the yeah. UI system would allow you to be able to swap back and forth between that more efficiently, because I always found, especially with the water parts, that, that became a little annoying. Oh, that was so annoying. The fact you just had to keep changing. I went, oh, for God's sake. Every yeah. time. And because you, it's a Metroidvania, you're trying to work out, where the fuck am I meant to go? So you're like, oh, I'll go this way, I'll go this way. Oh, no, back, turn the water thing off, turn the water. Oh, my God. But, I freaking hate it. One, one thing I will say, though, like, it's a Metroidvania, so, yeah, part of it is trying to figure out where you're supposed to go. This game is, like, really good about that. Like, I, I never really found myself getting lost too often. And yeah, played, it wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah, there was only like one or two times I had to go to the guide and work out where the fricker was going. And I think one of those was near the end where you've, you're kind of like in the sky sort of thing and yeah. you've got to go through a, one area left and right or it teleports you around. That, I was like, where the fuck am I meant to be going here? Yeah, I, I didn't find that too bad because, you know, if you just keep on going the one direction, you're going to find everything you need to. And you're just more of a curious explorative mind you're going to find those things but sometimes i would just miss a corridor and the map of course like it's really small because you're playing on a gba screen probably well you're you know vita screen but even on a gba screen it's sometimes hard to see areas that might be connected to other areas uh, i was playing it on my gamecube for this playthrough and again like because just the the way the the image is it's softer it's harder to see where there might be openings so you might miss an area but I, I will say this, like, because I've been playing Metroid Fusion kind of at the same time. Metroid yeah. Fusion just irritated the crap out of me in trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. And I find that with a lot of Metroid games. I didn't I didn't find that irritation whatsoever with Aria. Like, everything just kind of... Sometimes I'd be wondering, like, did I miss something? Because I keep moving from area to area to area and everything was so fluid. But I, I was just... It was fun. And it allowed me to have fun. That, and that's the thing. As long as it allows you to have fun, it's like... I'm achieving everything I want to on a video game. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And it's not it's not too difficult. You can just mow down enemies. So there's a little bit of murder porn in there. So like <laughs> there really is a little bit of murder porn in there because eventually you will get so strong that you will just absolutely fly through the game and you will yeah. become incredible. You will just absolutely 
annihilate things. And it will get to that stage where... And it, Look, you've got a leveling up system. You're going to have loads of money, which will mean you're going to have loads of potions. So hopefully the game's going to be okay after that. And it's only the bosses that might give you a bit of trouble, but the rest of the enemies, you just like, now go away. You're going to absolutely die. Yeah, the boss. some of the bosses did give me some trouble. Like, I don't think I died at any of them, but I've come close. I came close on a bunch of them. Uh, I did have to use my healing items. And the thing is, too, I don't think you can buy high potions. I think you can only buy potions. Yeah, yeah, you can't. No, you have to only, you only buy. And there's not many high potions. So no. it's like, oh, my God, I'm saving them right till the end of the game. There's no way. To. Yeah, you have you, to. It's like, save it for the last. I basically, last fight only. That's that's that. So I was like, right, there's not many of these. Save it, last battle only. Um, and some of the bosses, yes, yeah, some of them were so cool. Um, like, there weren't many. But when if you're gonna say what bosses are better, Metro like Metroid or Castlevania, these are absolutely amazing, and I love them all. Like what I thought was quite cool, the first four bosses, uh, eventually they just become standard enemies later yeah. on. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big Castlevania tradition, of in the Egovania type of Castlevania, because a lot of those bosses that you face early on, yeah, you will face them as normal enemies later. It's just what happens. It's cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was quite cool to do. But the ones which like I thought were really cool was it Balor, which was like you going into a room <clears throat> and then you fight that you think you're fighting like this big bat, and then this hand just goes <laughs> and squishes it. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's, that's where you get the so bat spirit. cool. <laughs> uh, that that boss was easy. I'll say this: like the bosses, they're either really fucking hard or they're super easy. Like, some yeah. of them just have really easy patterns to memorize and get out of the way. I don't think I really struggled with uh, on any boss. Like, their patterns are pretty easy to avoid, including Graham. Including the final boss. It's just you're going to take damage. For uh, At least I did. But the one I had the most difficulty with was uh, Julius. Oh, Ju I beat Julius first time. No, I beat him first time, but I got, like, my... He would not go down. He took forever to kill. How'd, yeah. you, be how'd you beat him? Just... Mate, just it's a skill, it's a skill thing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely can't remember how I beat him. I just did. That's probably the best thing. I think because I had that Valkyrie thing, and oh, literally, yeah. I would just. That's always my first strategy with with any chance of the boss. Right, right. Use your Valkyrie thing straight away. Get that done. That's all your potion, and you do. It does so much damage. The sword, so much damage. I was like, right, and I can get about three or four hit good hits in with that, and that sets you up quite well for any boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and finding those abilities, that's what it's all about, is making sure that you have the best ability and using it for the best time. That's why the soul system, as we said earlier, it's so much fun. Oh, it's so much fun. You said you didn't you, you didn't struggle with any of the bosses, apart from Julius Belmont, who, yeah. by the way, cool boss, by the way. But is death was what got me. Uh, death. death, death, I struggled with at first, but then I realized I was severely underleveled because I got there too quick and I only had three potions. So I had to double all the way back to, to hammer and buy, buy nine potions. And then once I learned his pattern, he was okay. But yeah, the first time I fought him, it was also, I had a bad weapon. It was not powerful enough. I had, so I had a weak weapon. I was underleveled and I had no potions. So yeah, I struggled yeah. against that the first time. The first time I fought him, 
I think because I had my headphones in, I remember, I remember this. I was in hospital. Eyes went, "Oh fuck off!" And then everyone <laughs> like around me in the beds just looked like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Oop, shit, sorry, sorry." Um, but because it was just like, "This is ridiculous." And I know it's figure out his pattern, and once you figure out his pattern, it becomes a lot easier. But holy shit, he he's an incredible boss. Like death, I know is always meant to be a dick. But yeah. I'm, he's he's up there. If I'm ever going to make a top ten video game bosses, that death version is in there because that was so cool. Like he looked amazing, his sprite was amazing. Everything about that battle was quality. Yeah, the only thing about that battle is normally the battle with death in a Castlevania game is a big deal. I didn't feel like it was a big deal. In fact, when I was fighting him, I thought I had encountered him way too early because I was right, like, this, okay. this can't be death. This this has to be a joke i'm supposed to maybe i'm supposed to lose it i don't know or maybe i skipped something uh yeah it was kind of it was just a little weird getting him that early in the game but yeah, yeah fantastic boss fight there weren't low there weren't loads of bosses i think there was about four five six seven no seven or something like main main bosses until you got to graham jones right and then uh, graham jones was easy i thought ah I was a bit disappointed, but of course, this game has multiple endings, right. um, which is a pain in the ass because I got the, I did the original ending first, and then I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" Someone said, "Oh no, no, no you've, you've not done the secret one." What? There's a secret ending, and it had to look it up about how to get the secret ending, and it requires you to have like a certain um, setup of your souls. Yeah, and I, I didn't like, how the f- like that. Fuck, was I going to do that? I didn't like that at all. I, I no. like the succubus soul because you get hit points every single time you attack. And I had that. Like the the funny thing is about that battle is I had two out of the three just naturally equipped. That was part of my natural loadout. And I like I forgot that the game tells you that that's what you're supposed to do if you go back and you talk to your girlfriend. But who does that? You don't have to do no. that. No. But the, who, who, it does who tell talks you. To, who talks to the significant other anyway? Exactly. You do you, you do your best to get away. You do your best to get away from them. Yeah, that's why he's off fighting monsters because he doesn't want to be with her. He must think she's annoying. Like, can, yeah, uh. it's, I think that's just the if anyone if anyone's married or has a partner, right, and has been with that girlfriend or part, boyfriend, whatever, for a significant time, you will understand that comment. If you're freshly in love, you won't. You'll be like, oh, I want to be with him all the time. You you won't. Give it a year, and you'll be yeah. like, just get away. Yeah, he's like he's like that zombie's looking kind of fresh, man. No. <laughs> oh, that zombie needs a killing. It's and she's like, it's clearly dead. Nope, 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 nope. It looks fresh. I need to take that out now. And it's, it's I'm gonna save the world. Yeah. But you mentioned like, what do you mention, Akius, the succubus? Because I've uh, I'm shortly about to start playing Catherine for the show. Okay, so that's gonna be it. That's about about a succubus. So that's about that's gonna be interesting. Game. That's a fantastic game, Catherine. By the way, but. Uh, that's you know what here's here's my thoughts on that he must like soma must have like zero sex drive because he is not attracted to the succubus whatsoever he runs into succubus yeah and it starts off like you see this uh uh succubus is later in the game they become like a normal human there they appear as a normal human there's like help me help me help me you just run out run over to them you just thwack them with your sword (laughs) and he's just like non non non-faced he doesn't care He's just, he's on a killing See, spree. And again, this goes back to how, you know, like we said about hitting women and stuff like that in, yeah. now I make this clear, in Streets of Rage, right? But how <laughs> does he know that it's a succubus to begin with? I just wants to kill everything, I think. 
He's a, he's yeah. a maniac. He's like surely I don't care if you saw any female human, you're gonna think, oh quick, how the hell are you in here? You're not just gonna run up to him and go, die, bitch, boom, and just punch, just knock him on. Right. He's uh he might be a little crazy. I think he's not really our hero. Maybe we should have went with Graham instead. Graham Graham doesn't harm any women that I saw anyway. Well, no, he Wait. he stabs Yoko. Sorry, he's- <laughs> I take back. <laughs> I was thinking, did he not play this game? He clearly stabbed someone. (laughs) Uh. It's great. But yeah, you had to go get these souls, and it took me ages to get the succubus one. I was like, for fuck's sake. And the game, I know Symphony of the Night has that, that whole twist with the castle, but it's one of them, it's like, make it, don't make it so pain in the ass to get to, or so ambiguous for me to get this secret ending because you have to have these three souls in your engine actually equipped when you go into the boss with graham jones and then you beat it and then you basically look you know you get an extra i'd say an extra hour's worth of content which is fine because you get to fight uh, jay belmont who basically then remembers he's julius belmont um and then you basically fight chaos i was like okay it's not too long that's fine and then you get the true ending where basically yeah he becomes Dracula or yep. Dracula incarnate. And it's like, okay, I think he's God now. I think he's literally the God of all things because his, his sprite changes. Uh, and what I thought was quite cool about Julius Belmont, he's like, holy shit. I, the reason why they fight, because obviously he's Belmont, but he's like, I cannot let you live. I know. And I like that. Yeah, I mean, it goes with his character. Uh, yeah. That he has to... He has to get killed by him. But to your point, because I, I was talking about this earlier, that's like a big fucking problem in this game. And it's it's hard. Like, it does deserve some criticism. Now, I got Succubus just naturally. Yeah. But I'm thinking well, if a game is going to require you to have these equipped in order to get the true ending, these souls have to, or those items have to be easily obtainable. And some of these some of these souls just feel like RNG. And you have it, to no, farm. Yeah. I had to farm. It took me an hour to get that soul. Yeah, and that's like what is it? There's a there's an area of the game that you can only access if you have one of three uh, soul loadouts, which is uh, their souls are called Curly Devil and Manticore, and it's the only way you can get into uh, a part of the game. Is and, that the Forbidden Zone? Yes, I think it's the Forbidden Zone, and that's where you get the the most powerful sword, the 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 one with the Gaelic name or whatever. See, but, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Again, I didn't know about the Forbidden Zone. I only yeah. realized about the Forbidden Zone afterwards, and I was like, "All right, uh, I'm not going back in because I've got other." Yeah. And it's not that I don't want to play it because you can play as Julius afterwards. But I thought I've got other stuff to do now. I've got Metroid to play. Right. It was literally that Metroid. So, um, but yeah, again, it's those little things which are hidden, and people could argue, "Well, you need to dig around." All right, okay, fair enough. But it's a pain in the ass again to get these souls to do the digging around. I had to farm. I had to farm a, farm a certain enemy for over an hour, in order to Oof. fucking get, like over an hour to get into that area. And like the other two ones, devil. I don't even know where the devil is, but the manticore. That's not something you can just like respawn quickly. And the drop rate for that's low too. So if you have like all these low drop rates in order to go into an area, or you have a drop rate drop rate that's low for a required ending, like that's shit. That is shit. Yeah. And it's too common in these kind of uh games that are made by Koji Garashi. He does it in, he does it in Bloodstain. Uh like you need to get a certain water ability so you can be in the water and push yourself around or breathe. There's some fucking stupid bullshit. But like yeah. you you don't know that. 
and because the game doesn't implicitly tell you that and in here they make it like oh you just have to farm this enemy for for 30 minutes to an hour what's the big fucking deal it's like you're you're fucking prick yeah it's like a, a proper waste of time and i was at the stage where i was like i can't don't make me farm for an hour my arm is sore as enough as it is trying to hold a bloody you know all these wires in my wrist a rise right. in my elbow i was like fucking no oh, i need to go pee now because i'm so full of fluid and i was just getting more and more frustrated having to do that and you know again some of it's good some of it's bad but i just like having all the different abilities was cool like the the different loadouts was cool thing um and what i will say is that there's so much enemy variety i was like actually that's really good because that's one thing i complain about when it comes to like breath of the wild people love that game i do as well but the lack of enemy variety really brings it down for me but this hmm. game had an abundance of enemies and i was like that is cool that is amazing yeah just being able to fight a lot of different enemies is is a lot of fun and a lot of different patterns i don't think it really matters too much because i don't think that's the point of these type of games because i think most of the enemies are just experience farms but having to change up your strategy and how you approach a lot of the enemies that you encounter is is a big breath of fresh air uh, compared to a lot of other games that you do play. Like, I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but I, I can just think of games where they are supposed to be expansive and big, and most of the enemies just just kind of all do the same thing, or they're palette swaps. And you get some of that in Aria of Sorrow, but for the most part, you don't. Yeah, yeah and that's the that's the thing, is like, sometimes you don't. But I, I did love, I I loved it. You can go into a, a, a different room and there's a whole different feel because of the enemies yes. that are there. And yeah. and it, they met the environment that they were in. And this has some really good... Like, graphically, this is a good-looking game. Very much so. Dude, the the amount of... The, the animation frames on fucking Soma while he's moving and walking around. I had to, I had to remind myself that I was looking at a Game Boy Advance game. I, I did not remember Game Boy Advance games looking that good in terms of the, the fluidity of animation. I was still thinking Super Nintendo, man. It's super fluid, especially if you're oh, playing on a GBA screen. Yeah, it looks so good. Like, I was playing on the Vita, and it just looks so good on that. I was like, holy shit, the colors come alive. Everything just looks so fresh. And I would have, I would have loved to like play this back in the day i re i would have been blown away and yet the the animation soma has just naturally walking i was like holy shit like i think the gba is one of the most unappreciated consoles of all time because you get games like this metroid fusion and holy shit they look and sound incredible uh sound uh, that's that's where i'm kind of torn i don't think it's the game's fault because the gba just had a real shit sound chip so it's it, it can't do much right uh but the composition is really good but do mm. i think that the super nintendo could have done it better oh absolutely yeah the super it, nintendo would yeah. have been able to yeah yeah i mean the songs are catchy and they sound good but everything sounds muted that that's my issue with that yeah everyone i've heard of says like you need to to appreciate game boy advance music you need to put it with headphones uh, which yeah, I, mean, I was like Okay, all right. I don't know why, but okay. I I don't agree. I just think the sound chip is shit, and it sucks, uh, because they're trying to do a lot. They're trying to do a lot with it, and yeah, the music itself, like I said, it's cool, it's catchy, but it just 
compared to where you're coming from with Symphony of the Night and the gloriousness that is that soundtrack, like it's it's a bit of a disappointment. And that's not to say the quality of the composition is bad. It's just it it sucks knowing that there's better ones out there. Yeah, which is fair enough. Like I I do think the next Castlevania game I do tackle is going to be Symphony of the Night. And I know that is going to be divisive as anything because some people say it's one of the best games ever made. Um, so mm, I'm a bit it's scared aged. about that. It's aged. Uh, the, the thing is, is that this game has aged much better than Symphony of the Night, I think. Oh, I really? Think, yeah, I think the way it progresses, I think the 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 enemy arrangement, the, the, the controls, the item selection, the way that your souls can change up gameplay... I think yeah. Aria of Sorrow has aged a lot better than Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Well, that terrifies me even more. <laughs> that absolutely terrifies me. I think I've, I think I have got it. No, I have, I have got it on the PS4. I bought the Castlevania collection. I think. Okay. Um, Castlevania Requiem is on the PS4. Yeah, that's the one I got. I've okay. definitely, I've definitely got a collection. Um, so I could probably give that. Um, I wonder if I can put up my PS5. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you should, should be, be able, able to. to. Yeah, yeah. So I can probably play on PS5 because um, like the PS4 is just gathering dust now. Um, but I can probably give that a go. And yeah, the, the, it does terrify me. But what I thought was quite funny as well, like as you get later into this game, you you get like more abilities. So like the double jump, which I always love a good double jump. You get to slide, but then you get to be able to fly as a bat. And I was like, yes. holy shit, this is awesome! I'm a bat. Yeah, that's all in Symphony of the Night too. I mean, these are all hall- hallmarks of the formula. And it did take a while in order to get the bat, I found. Yeah. And it's not exactly obvious, but uh, what I the thing I love, and it's unfortunate that you get it way late, is when you jump and you press L and you just go straight up in the sky. Oh, you know shit, yeah. That's the one I love. That, like, the, super, the high jump, I love the high jump. Yeah, I was like, oh, it just, it when you, it, that's one thing with Metroid is when you get, extra abilities and then you can just go have so much fun around the castle and just go explore like i'm i'm doing that again now playing pet metroid prime remastered it's like you get a new ability and then it's like oh the map's so much open now i can have so much fun where i was originally so slow and now i'm like double jumping everywhere like everything is awesome i just think it's yes. so cool doing it like that yes yeah and that's that's another hallmark I love about these kind of Metroidvanias, man. Is by the end of the game, you just feel so powerful. Getting you do. all these abilities, it's it's so chill. Like just like a good JRPG, the beginning of the game is probably the most aggravating because that's when you're the weakest and you can't do shit. But by yeah, the end of the game, it's like I can fucking do everything. And you could basically in this just walk around and everything will hit you for like one damage, and you'll probably have like a million potions, and you're like heal. Heal me, heal me. Okay, <laughs> carry on. That's good. It's good. So, like, I, I do. I there is a. You said there's a sequel, and I know I will play that at some stage, mm-hmm. um, and just add it to the backlog of games I do have. And I will play more Castlevania. As I said, there's ones on. I played um, Super Castlevania Four. I've not played the original ones. I know there's ones on the Mega Drive. And I can play that on the PS5 because I'm sure they're they're in my Sega Mega collection. I'm sure. Oh no, they're not on the Switch, but I'm sure they're in my version of that game I've got for the uh, the Sega Mega Drive collection. I'm sure it's on that. It's on the Castlevania. Um, oh, if you're talking about the Mega Drive one, it's the uh, Bloodlines. That's on. It's on both the Switch and the PS4. 
in the Castlevania yeah, collection. Yeah, but that, that's part of the Castlevania collection, isn't it? So yeah. uh, at some point, I will play Bloodlines as well, just so I can see what a Mega Drive game's like. Um, that's good. Playing it. Is it any good? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Good. Uh, that's what I like to hear. That is, that is what I'd like to hear. Oh, I should actually say, right, how fucking annoying, you know... You have to say these with these games. Is the the good old Medusa heads in this game? Oh fuck them! <laughs> and the fact that not it's not just the Medusa heads. Is that it, like you also have the Valkyries or the Aranyeses or whatever the ones that like swing down and stab at you while the Medusa heads are all over the place or these yeah. additional enemies. Oh fuck them! Fuck yeah. the Medusa heads, man. And it's like you know what we know how Medusa heads work. We know they go up and down. And we know, we can see it. We're like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, for fuck's sake, I fucked the pattern up. Oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Every time I play the Castlevania, that happens. And it's like, I I am a big boy. I should be able to deal with this, but I can't. No. Yeah, and they always hit me. They always turn me to stone. And then I go falling yeah. into a spike. And I get, yeah. like, 100 damage against me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh, shit. Spikes do so much damage in this game. Yes, they do. But, I mean, they're easy enough to avoid for the most part, I think. Like, I, I get it why. Like, if you you look at Mortal Kombat, you fell on them, you you got to... If that's the thing, it should be instant death. Let's play realism game. If you fall uh, on those spikes, you should be dying, not just going, ow. I mean, look at the stuff he's fighting, though. I mean, they have to take that in consideration. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he is fighting some pretty bold shit. Like yeah. some of the stuff, yeah. Most again, if I was in that that castle, there would be just urine everywhere, me panicking and just like <laughs> it'd be like that scene. If anyone's seen Gladiator, where like this, he's about to go in, he sees a guy in front just piss himself. That'll be me, one hundred percent. Oh, totally. I oh, I'd just be crying inside. Now, have you got anything else you want to talk about this beautiful game about? No, I think we covered everything, man. I think. Uh... I think I'm I'm all done with it. Good, 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 good. Well, it, let, let's look. Let's be honest, right? If you're going to rate this, then out of ten, mm. what are you giving it? You know, I came into this and I was thinking nine nine point five, but you know, we did start talking about it, and you do have those souls that are really hard and difficult to farm. Uh, it's a short game, which is actually a good thing. I love short games. Yeah. Uh, controls are great. Difficulty is kind of all over the place, a little wonky. However, this is just a fun, relaxing game that just really epitomizes what a good Metroidvania can be uh, just for everybody. And Exactly. It's not the 9.5, but I'm going to keep it in that bracket. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I Exactly the reasons. Like, having to farm is a pain in the ass. I think that was what... The, the extra bit of the ending and having to farm is a real pain in the ass. But it's a solid little game. I said it kept me entertained when I was dying inside. Um, but it's you don't need to have 40-hour adventures to have a good time. It could be a short, precise game where you get your gameplay sorted, you get your enemy placement sorted, the sprite work was great. I had I had good fun. I had real good fun with this. And, you know, I, I prefer when games are like this, especially handheld games, I prefer my games short and sweet. And give me a short little adventure that's really tight and compact to a 40 hour shit show and I'm like hmm. no I've lost interest so this this is a 9 out of 10 for me as well awesome Look, great game so sir again once, once again thank you so much for coming on it has been an absolute pleasure 
Dude, Danny, I love coming here. I love talking games with you. Thank you for having me again. I really do appreciate it. All right, well, you take care of yourself, mate, and all the best. You too, bro. And that was episode 91 of Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Thank you very much to everyone from listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Chris. I love having you on the show, and I can't wait to do our recordings this week. Until then, I am looking forward to seeing everyone soon. You all take care of yourselves. My name's been Danny. Bye-bye.